Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Glory to the Lamb. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just stay right there in that moment. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to the Lamb. My God, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you. The kingdom and the glory forever. My God, forever, 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 forever. Is the kingdom and the power, the glory, my God, thank you, 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 thank you. My God, thank you, Lord, and the glory, my God, forever, <laughs> forever, forever and ever. Lord, my God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb, my God. Glory to the land. Glory to the land. <laughs> My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. My God, thank you. My God, thank you. My God, thank you. My God, we bless you. My God, we praise you. My God, we glorify you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, my God, we bless you. My God, we praise you. My God, we glorify you. My God, we lift the name of Jesus. And we simply say glory, Lord God, to the Lamb. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, if you lift him, he'll draw. My God, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the King. Glory to the King of glory. Glory to the great I am. Glory to the Prince of Peace. Glory, 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 glory to the one that provides, the one that is the beginning, the one that is the end. Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb. 
Glory, 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 glory to the Lamb. My God, glory to the Lamb. Glory to glory, glory, glory. Glory, 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 glory is he, glory is he, my God. He is strong, he is mighty in battle. He goes before you, he is your rear guard. You don't have anything to worry about. Glory to the lamb, glory, glory, glory. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I praise you, my God. Holy Spirit, come on in. 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 Come into this room. Come into this devotional. My God, come into your homes. Come into your job. Come into your car. Holy, 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 holy. Holy, 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 holy. Holy, holy, holy is he. Glory, glory, glory. My God, glory. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I glorify you. My God, I magnify you. You are such a good, good father. I hope you find your strength in him this morning. My God, me too, Jackie. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. My God, I'm so grateful. My God, I lift up the name of Jesus this morning. Glory, 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 glory. Can we just say that? Can you just scream that out in your house? Can you say glory to the Lamb? Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb that was slain for me. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, there's just something about a praise that seems to turn my life around, that seems to turn my day around, that just seems to change my situation. My God, it takes the focus off myself. And I just simply say glory to the lamb, glory to the lamb, glory to the lamb, glory to the lamb. When you are anointing your house and people are like, do you anoint your house daily? Yeah. When you are anointing your house today, when you are covering your house in the blood of Jesus, every time you hit a doorpost, every time you hit a window, anytime you hit a crack, anytime you hit a crevice, you just ought to say glory to the lamb, glory to the lamb. If you anoint your children, glory to the lamb. If you go to work, glory to the lamb. You just ought to glorify him wherever you go today. You ought to enter into his gates with thanksgiving, enter into his course with praise my God, and watch the environment change. You guys are environment changers. You guys are environment changers. You control the thermostat. You control the circumstance. You control the environment. You ought to let nothing but praise be on your lips today and nothing else. Do not murmur. Do not give in to complaining. Do not focus on your lack. Do not focus on your doubt. Just simply say glory to everywhere you go. Glory to the lamb. 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 Somebody start calling you with mess. Glory to the lamb. Glory to the lamb. You get a bad text. Glory to the lamb. You got a black basket. Glory to the lamb. My God, you see some mess on Facebook. You ought to type under the status. Glory to the land. If it looks like murmuring, if it looks like complaining, we're not going to take any part of it. Glory to the lamb. Glory to the lamb. Glory to he, my God. Glory to the lamb that was slain for me. Glory to the lamb. 
I'm going to give you a few things we're going to chew on today. But one of the things I was um, thinking about was this morning. I don't know if Christina is on here, but I know Jess has been. When we feed the homeless on Saturday, there is a camp that we literally walk into. There's a camp. There's a homeless camp off in some woods that we park our cars and we walk into this homeless camp. And as I, we were walking into the homeless camp Saturday, um, our, our sister Christina was with me serving. And as we were walking into the homeless camp and we were, um, hey baby, when we were walking into the camp and we were taking them food, first of all, the man that was there was really apprehensive. Like, what are you doing here? But as we were walking out the camp and we saw how they were living and the clothes and all the tents and all of this stuff, and Christina, Christina and I walked out and she just simply paused and she said, I, I promise. And I may not be quoting it exact, but she was like, I have absolutely nothing to complain about. Like if I thought I had a problem, if I thought I had an issue, if I thought I had something to complain about, I have absolutely nothing to complain about because this is how they live. And the man was like, who are you guys so I can thank you? And so it is so easily because most of us have lived in environments that have brought us up or taught us to murmur and complain. When we lack, we murmur and complain. When it's not going our way, we murmur and complain. Um, when God doesn't move and manifest at the time that we think he should move and manifest, we murmur and complain. If we didn't get the job that we want, we murmur and complain. And we got to start getting the attitude so that we don't wind up positioning ourselves or putting ourselves in, um, in worse situations or being like the children of Israel where they murmured, they're murmuring and complaining, left them in a wilderness type situation. And so when the scripture is saying to us, do everything without murmuring and complaining, we are to do everything. That scripture is very little, literal. It doesn't say partially. It says do everything without murmuring and complaining, everything without murmuring and complaining. And so many of us will murmur and complain. That's Philippians 2, 14 and 16, right? Do everything without complaining and arguing so that you may be blameless, pure, innocent children of God. Like you're going to do everything without murmuring and complaining because when you murmur and complain, you're not innocent and blameless. My God. And you open up the door to the enemy, right? Those that murmur and complain are crooked in a perverse generation. His children do not murmur and complain. And the reason that his children do not murmur and complain because they know how good he is. And so when you find yourself in a position where you're murmuring and complaining, it is because there's, there's a lack of gratitude. My God, that's a word right there. There's a lack and it strips you. We're still talking about power. It strips you of your power. When you start murmuring and complaining about people, when you start murmuring and complaining about the president, it strips you of your power for you to pray. When you start murmuring and complaining about your spouse, when things are not in order, our tendency is to start murmuring and complaining. When we need God's favor, when we need God to see God's hand in a situation, right? But our, our thought process has been to murmur and complain. And it says that, can I back it up to the 13th verse? And then I want to share thing, things with you, some things with you this morning. 
as a matter of fact, if you go to the 13th verse, it says, for it is God who works in you to will and to act on behalf of his good purpose. Well, God is not going to be able to use you to act on his behalf and his good purpose. If you're always murmuring and complaining, <laughs> like if you're always murmuring and complaining, if you always find something wrong with something else and can, we're supposed to have a broken and a contrite spirit and can, I just tell you something personally, what murmuring and complaining is a sign of, it's a sign of a hardened heart. It's a sign that there's a place or something in your heart that's hardened. And we don't even recognize how we murmur and complain. Sometimes we think we're just telling our story, but we are murmuring and complaining like you're murmuring and complaining. And so ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, show me areas in which I've been murmuring and complaining, right? Because we'll, Lord, thank you. Bless you. You're so amazing. And then you'll start saying, they, you know, they did this and they do this. Every time you start saying they do, and every start time you start um, focusing on someone else's issues and problems and all of that other stuff. You strip your power for God to get the glory. It does not matter what somebody else is doing. It doesn't matter. Your prayers have the power to move in the situation. Your prayers have the power. Um, for those of you that have been looking for jobs. Yes, I can say that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And you've been murmuring and complaining about your job or your boss. You stripped your favor. You stripped your favor because God tells you do everything without murmuring and complaining. So if you've been murmuring and complaining for the, just you, you strip your power, take your, take back your power and go ahead and repent. Father, forgive me for murmuring and complaining because you told me to do everything without murmuring and complaining. You told me to do everything without arguing. That's what you said to me. You said, do not do things with murmuring and complaining and do not do things with arguing, right? My heart is supposed to stay tender and receptive towards you. So father God, please forgive me for complaining against my boss. Please forgive me for complaining about my kids. Please forgive me for complaining about my marriage. Please forgive me for complaint anytime. Father, forgive me for complaining because every time I play, I'm stripping my power, right? The, the, the scripture actually says bitter and sweet waters and sweet waters cannot run together, right? I don't, we say, we say we understand this. We say this, oh, the power of life and death is in the tongue. If we really understood that the power of life and death is, was in our tongue, we would not complain. <laughs> we would not complain because we could, re we would realize that complaining was setting an atmosphere for us to be in the, in the wilderness, to stay and remain in the wilderness, right? Why? Because when we complain, we're not allowing our prayer to go to work on our behalf. James three and 11, right? Or back it up to the 10th verse out of the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and bitter water flow from the same streams? My brothers, can a fig tree grow olives, a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt water produce fresh water, right? So you're not going to produce fresh water. You're not going to produce freshness 
in the situation if you are murmuring and complaining. If you are murmuring and complaining, you you will subtly murmur and complain by picking apart a person or a situation as well. And if you if you can I show share you some a few things. If you're if you pick yourself apart, then the likelihood that you pick someone else apart is really going to be evident. If you pick yourself apart, then it's probably not hard for you to pick other people apart, right? And that has to do with some other things. So you, the everything, he says, no murmuring and complaining, no bitter. So if you've been a murmuring complainer, if you started whining about your circumstances, you've been whining about your children, you've been whining about your situation, it is hard for you to walk in the spiritual authority, right? That God has given you in Christ Jesus in power because there are principalities that are looking for you to complain. There are principalities that are looking for you to whine. I am still set in this. When Job said the thing that I feared the most came upon me. When Job said that the thing that I feared the most, I don't care how righteous Job was fear opened the door. I don't care. I understand things in the spiritual realm. Fear is the thing that opened the door. I know for a fact, murmuring and complaining strips you of your power and prevents you from walking in your favor. He said, do He didn't say if he says do everything, all scripture, right? All scripture is breathed by God. If he says do everything without complaining, without murmuring, without arguing, right? The reason that you don't want to complain and argue is so that you can shine, shine like stars and then the enemy becomes defeated. And then anyway, he was standing in the gap in the way, right? You got to understand the courts of heaven. You got to understand your courts. That's why I repent and asking Jesus to come in a situation and resets a thing. So everything I will. Yep. I will no longer complain. I will not Lord, Holy spirit, make my mouth sensitive so that when I begin to complain, I will change my thoughts. I will change my words. I will change what I say. I will change what I do. I am not going to complain again. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to complain again and set yourself in the motion to not complain. My God, yes, cleanse, creating me a clean heart, renewing me a steadfast spirit. Show me how I've been complaining because I need my power. I need my words activated on this situation so that I can have power. You are not in the worst situation of your life. You are not. You are not. The enemy only wants you to think that you're in the worst situation of your life so that you won't walk in the power that's been given you in Christ Jesus. My God, yeah, put a watch over the doors of your lips. Lord, put a guard over my mouth, right? Let me walk. And, and, and you can subtly complain. I watch people all the time. I used to watch myself. It's a cool complaining. Oh, bless the Lord on my soul. But they getting on my nerves. Still complaining, still complaining, still, still complaining. So I want to give you a few things this morning. Um, we're still talking about the power. We're still talking about God. We're still talking about how to hear from God. We're understanding that the word of God is God's love letters to us, our scriptures, our instructions, our manual. We're learning to hear God through the word. We're learning to apply what he's given us to our life. That's when we are walking in revelation. We're learning to walk into the fullness of who God said we are in Christ Jesus. So I have two things I need to give you. I have two scriptures we need to chew on just this morning, and then we're going to get out of here. The first scripture is Romans 8 and 1. Now, I've been in the worst places in my life. I'm just going to be honest. And there were some things that I have done that did not honor God. 
Um, there are some things that, um, there are some things that happened in my life that just left me in a funky place. Right. And so I want to give you these two things to chew on so that you understand, um, what power is right. What power is and how power comes and how power comes in your belief and how, um, how power is assigned to change your life. Right? So I want to give here, I want to deal with, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. I want to give you this, this morning, because I heard the Lord say this condemnation. Um, and it's funny because my uncle talked about this last night in Bible study and it was so powerful. And then God reminded me this morning to talk about it here. Romans eight and one says, therefore there is now no condemnation. This is what it means. Condemnation is very strong disapproval, right? Condemnation is where we punish ourselves, where we condemn ourselves. Condemnation is where we limit the capacity of God to do all the great things that he needs to do in our lives, right? And so when we receive condemnation, you have to receive condemnation, right? When you condemn, when, when you condemn, right? You condemn, we're expressing strong disapproval to ourselves, right? When we start, when we, we're expressing strong disapproval to ourselves and what the enemy has done, he has entrapped or snared our minds in which we don't advance in what God has said about us. And so condemnation keeps us in a limited capacity to operate in the fullness of who we were called to be in Christ Jesus, right? When we live with a spirit of condemnation, because it's like a spirit, it attaches itself to us. It vomits on us, right? It vomits, it's, it vomits on us. It, um, every time it looks like we're getting ready to walk in freedom, the enemy comes and starts talking all this trash about us. Now I'm going to be honest with you. If you want to know if you're dealing, if you walk with, if you're probably dealing with condemnation, you need to look at how you talk about other people. That is a sign that you probably live in condemnation with yourself. Absolutely. How we address, how we feel about other people, how we attack other people when they're down, how we attack people. Because when you have received and understand grace and you understand the fullness of grace and you understand God's love and grace, when someone else falters or fails, you're not um, condemning them. You're not judging them. You're not expressing disapproval. You'll begin to pray, Lord, show them your grace. Lord, show them, yo, Lord, show you not. Oh, that's what they get. You're like, show them, show them father. They need your grace. <laughs> Lord, they need your grace. They need your, they need your mercy. Like Lord, they need to experience the fullness of your power. You'll pray different, but when you still operate in condemnation, condemnation or condemnation impacts you, which is another part of having a hardened heart, right? Um, you'll, you won't see people in grace. You won't expect grace towards others. You won't look for the good in others, right? You'll look for the bad. So there is, therefore there is now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Condemnation strips you of your power. Can someone say that condemnation strips me of my power, harsh disapproval, um, criticism is condemnation, right? Um, Condemnation puts all these rules, these regulations in place. Condemnation does not allow you to focus on the relationship. 
Condemnation will have you constantly in a position, in a place where you're performing acts, thinking that these acts are what's getting God's attention, right? And it will not. And so, so condemnation is not of God. Anytime we start hearing the negative, the disapproval, the censor, um, the punishment, the sentencing, like all of that, when we start operating and hearing that, that is not from God. Condemnation's goal is to keep you limited so that you won't walk in the fullness of all of God's glory, right? So the scripture says, therefore there is no, now no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus. Believe in him as a personal Lord and savior, right? So John three sixteen, for, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that those that believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. John 10 and 10, God says, I didn't come into this world. Jesus was like, I don't know who told you. I'm just paraphrasing. I like to paraphrase. Jesus said, I don't know who told you this, but it's the thief that comes to steal, kill, destroy. So it is the thief that attacks your character. It is the thief that wants you depressed. It is the thief that calls you ugly. It is the thief that calls you fat. It is the thief that calls you stupid. That's why I don't um, like for people to speak. Like when I see people go, oh, I'm just fat and happy. And it's fine, but it's not fine if it's coming from a spirit of condemnation because God thinks his best towards you. And he came so that you could live a happy and healthy life. He said, as your soul is prospering, so shall you prosper and be in good health. Right. And so every time the condemning spirit, and I know I lived in condemnation, condemnation strips you of your worthiness. Condemnation doesn't want you to think you're worthy of the big dreams. Condemnation doesn't want you to think you're worthy of the husband condemnate because you did all this mess. Condemnation doesn't want you to a condemnation doesn't want you to um, receive the fullness of what God is saying. When God is saying you're chosen and you're loved and you're amazing and you're beautiful. And I'm calling Con condemnation doesn't want you to have the promotion. Condemnation doesn't want you to finish out the process. Condemnation blocks and keeps you from receiving from God. Right. So there, you're, you're already you're not guilty. Right. You're not guilty. Right. Condemnation will keep you in a jealous state when other people are achieving and being blessed and coming into the fullness of who they are condemnation comes and strips you from receiving or even being happy for them right that's what condemnation does and you know whether or not when you see somebody blessed whether something rises up in you that um that um you can't even stand to see them bless right you can't stand to see them but and so that those are the things that condemnation does right condemnation strong disapproval and usually when we walk in condemnation it's easier for us to be condemned than others he said so this is what he said he said for those who believe in him as personal lord and savior everybody that has accepted jesus christ as lord and savior you are now free the condemning accusatory voice is not from god the, the condemning accusatory voice is not from God. If I have to say that to you a thousand times, I will say that a thousand times today. The con condemning accusatory voice is not from God. 
It is not from God. God's not going to call you beautiful. God is not going to set you apart in your mother's womb. God is not going to say you have purpose. God is not duplicative. He is not like some of our parents raised us or how we would have raised our kids. He's not going to call you, um, beautiful on one hand and then call you out your name on another. That is not the nature of God. People have lied to you, right? When he was talking about a wicked and perverse generation, he was talking about a wicked and perverse generation, right? And so for the law of the spirit is life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, right? I'm going to pause right there and then I'm going to skip over to the, to the other scripture. The law of our newness is in Christ Jesus. And so when the law of our newness is in Christ Jesus, right? The law of our new being has set you free from the law of sin and death, right? Anything being spoken into your spirit. Come on, Holy Spirit. Anything that has been spoken into your spirit, that is not life. That is not breathing life. That is not going to produce life is not from God. Like it's not from God. That is not of God. And so we have to learn how to cast down those wicked imaginations quickly, right? We've got to learn to identify that's the accuser of the brethren. We've got to learn to discern the voices in our head that are our voices, that are the enemy, that are the voices of the people that spoke over you and told you that you would never be nothing. Like you got to learn the difference between those voices, right? And it says, for what the law could not do, that is overcome sin and remove its penalty, its power. Jesus Christ removed the penalty and the power of sin. Say this, sin no longer has power over me. So anytime I walk in condemnation, anytime I allow condemnation to stare in my environment, to stir in my head, then I'm still letting sin have power over me, right? No, the Holy Spirit strengthens me. It gives me power so that I don't have to subdue and I can overcome the flesh. All right, let me give you one more scripture today. This is Colossians one. And this is the ninth through the 12th verse, right? We're going to wrap up in this. I want you to see this today. Yeah. You need to say that sin no longer has power over me. And so when I speak or an accusatory voice or condemnation is coming towards me, that is still associated with sin in the flesh. And I live a life by the spirit. My, right. I live a life by the spirit. And even if it looks like sin is sin winning, sin has not won because the blood is you have been bought by the blood. You just got to renew your mind in the word so that you understand how God feels about you, how God really feels about you. So this is it. I need to give you this. So here we are. Colossians. It says, for this reason, since the day we have heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. These are the apostles speaking. Right. And he said, asking specifically, this is it asking specifically that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom with insight into his purpose and an understanding of spiritual things, right? So that you can come into the understanding. Condemnation keeps you from coming into the understanding. I hear you, Holy Spirit of spiritual things. If the enemy can keep you in a place to think you are unworthy, you'll never go get wealth. You'll, you'll never go get wealth. You'll never go get wealth. If the enemy can keep you in a place of condemnation, 
You'll never have a healthy marriage. If an enemy can keep you in a place of condemnation, you'll never walk into the freedom of your children. You'll never walk into your full business. You'll never receive, you'll never receive the fullness of what God's saying about you because it will not. He says, so since the day we heard about it, we've not stopped praying for you, asking specifically, asking specifically, asking specifically. And this is something that I pray over you significantly, right? This is something all the ministry team, we pray this over you faithfully. We call your name out before we're asking you specifically. This is what we're asking God. We're asking specifically that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual with his insight, with his purpose and an understanding of spiritual things so that you can understand the spiritual things. Condemnation Condemnation is not a spiritual thing. It is a fleshly thing. It is a fleshly thing. It is so that you won't walk into the true freedom of who you are in Christ Jesus. The goal of condemnation is to keep you bound so that you won't receive the power that is due to you from accepting Jesus Christ's Lord and Savior. If many of us will admit it, condemnation locks us into the past. It locks us into the past. It locks us into what was. And for some reason, we love woe is me testimonies with no victory and no power. When we are testifying, we are testifying so that we can overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. That's the process. That's the process. That's the process. We are not to testify. Woe is me testimonies. We are not, we are supposed to be walking in a freedom in Christ Jesus. So listen, he says, asking specifically that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom inside in his purpose and an understanding of spiritual things so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. My God, so that you can walk the Lord, so you can walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, of what God has said about you. God is not talking trash about you. I don't care if you're in your worst state. I don't care what you've done. I don't care of what you're doing. God is not talking trash about you. God is, God, Jesus is advocating. He's at the throne. He's asking for grace and mercy. He's saying, Lord, they ain't there yet. Hold back. Don't. That's, that's how he talked. Please don't come in and judge this situation. And then the Holy Spirit is saying, give me time to continue to work on their behalf. Right? He says, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, displaying admirable character, moral courage, and personal integrity to fully please him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work and steadily growing in the knowledge of God with deeper faith, clear insight and fervent love, right? For his precepts. We pray that you may be strengthened and invigorated with power. There goes that word again, that you may be invigorated with power according to his glorious might. So you can attain every kind of endurance and patience with joy. So if you're trying to figure out how God feels about you this morning, if the condemning voice has been talking trash. I am here to tell you today, this is God's desire for you. For this reason, since the day we heard about it, we've not stopped praying for you, asking specifically, God wants you to be filled with knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. 
Condemnation will make you have wisdom in your will. Condemnation will have you walking in cycles. Condemnation will have you repeating the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, which is insanity. Condemnation will have you out your mind. Condemnation will have you in the same wrong relationship with a different person that's a different color in a different state, but the same things are going on because you have not received your freedom in Christ Jesus to think that you are worthy of a man of God who could usher you in the presence of the Lord, who could love you like Christ loved the church. Condemnation will have you attaching yourself to those same relationships, being stuck in the same situation because you will feel like you are not worthy to be treated like the daughter of the most high king. Condemnation will have you stuck in a job that is not from God. It will have you working to the bone. It will have you working to kill yourself. That's what condemnation does. It keeps you in an impoverished mentality. It keeps you in um, a mentality of cycles. It keeps you stuck in a place of shame. That's the goal of condemnation. It will have you falling into the same thirst trap. It keeps you in addictive behaviors because it says to you, gratify your flesh. Don't, don't try to walk by the spirit. So the Lord is saying to you, be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom with insight into his purpose and his understanding of spiritual things so that you will walk in a manner worthy, displaying admirable character. God has a certain character, my God, moral courage and personal integrity to fully please him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work. You are to bear fruit in every good work. My God, everything you put your hands to should prosper. Condemnation will have you foolishly thinking you are not supposed to prosper. You'll be, oh, I'm just humbling myself. No, be humble, but be steadfast that everything that I put my hands to is supposed to prosper. It's supposed to work for my good. I'm not supposed to reduce myself. Let me give you this. I'm going to tell you this. When we were feeding the streets, the Lord shared something with me and he just simply saying, said, I don't put you like I don't reduce my promises. So if if my if you've been believing me for a certain thing, right, I don't reduce my promises. You, you reduce it, you reduce it to a lower state. And the only reason that you reduce the low promise to a lower state is because condemnation has been penalizing you, punishing you, vomiting on you and telling you you're not worth the full benefit and the promise of God. You cannot tell, can I get, can I go to this marriage thing? And then we're done. If you really want to be married, if you really want a man of God that loves you like Christ loves the church. I'm going to tell you something. One of my friends sent me one time, get your butt off the clearance rack, get your butt, get up off that clearance rack. Stop putting yourself on the clearance rack. Stop settling just for any kind of man or woman, just because they make you feel good or just because that, no, you deserve to be loved completely. You deserve to be loved 
holy. You deserve for somebody to be able to cover you in prayer. You deserve for somebody to be able to walk with you. If you are a man of God, you deserve a helpmate. She needs to be able to help you. Y'all need to be able to compliment each other. You need somebody who can usher you in the presence of the Lord. Condemnation has lied to you. And I decree and declare over you, this is the last day that you will reduce yourself and place yourself on the clearance rack. That's for your marriage and that's for your dreams. You're going to walk in a manner that is worthy of who God called you to be in Christ Jesus. I declare freedom over you today. I declare his resurrecting power is active in your life today so that you walk in the fullness of what he says about you and that you don't reduce yourself any longer. God is developing you. You do not be patient. Be patient. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon wings like eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. Get patient. Be patient. Slow down. Don't walk, don't, don't walk into another relationship taking some of the characteristics of what you want when you know you desire someone who is whole, someone who is complete, someone who can walk with you in purpose. Do not reduce yourself another day. Don't take another job just for the sake of taking a job. Don't enter in those circles with people that you know are not manner of the calling of Christ Jesus on your life. This is the last day that you do it. I declare, declare and decree over you that every cycle is broken, that you will not return to your vomit, that you will walk in the fullness of the manner. I thank you, Lord God, that the scales are being removed over your eyes, that he is giving you eyes to see with crystal clarity, that you will not reduce yourself. Reduction only belongs in a sauce. Reduction only belongs in a sauce. Baby reduction, you, if you don't cook, you won't get it. Reduction only belongs in a sauce. That's it. You only reduce so you can sauce something up. That's the only reduction we're doing. We're not doing that anymore. God is giving you a word today for you to bite and you to hold on to and say, no, I'm going to make you admirable. I'm going to give you character. I'm going to give you courage. I'm going to give you personal integrity. I'm going to give you every knowledge, every wisdom that you need so that you can walk in the fullness. I'm going to cause you to come into deeper faith. I'm going to cause you to have a fervent love for me. I'm going to cause you to walk by my precepts. And then I'm praying that you be strengthened and invigorated with power according to his glorious might so that you can attain every kind of endurance and patience with joy. Now give thanks to the Lord. 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 My God, I decree and declare today it stops. You end the cycle. All cycles are broken off your life and you will walk in the fullness of who he called you to be in Christ Jesus. My God, that's it. Father God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for your faithfulness today. We thank you, Father God, how intentional you are with us today. We thank you, Father God, for the power, for the strength to walk away from every situation that has kept us mindless, every situation that has been cyclic, every situation that has 
hindered us and kept us from walking in the fullness of our purpose. Father, forgive us for reducing ourselves. We will no longer reduce ourselves. We will only walk in our freedom in Christ Jesus. Now, if anybody has not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your moment. This is your moment. Jesus, I need you. I'm in need of a Lord and Savior. I've been rogue. I've been out here on my own too long, and I don't want to live like this any longer. If you pray that prayer, I promise you, God will no way cast you out, and I would love to be able to disciple you. I would love to be able to disciple you. Just send us an email and say, I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And if you are in a backslidden state, and you know if you've been in a backslidden state, you've been doing your own thing, you ain't been spending no... My God, all you got to do is repent and ask the Holy Spirit, help me to remain steadfast. Help me to remain steadfast. And he will. My God, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word today. If at any way God has just said anything to you and you want to sow a seed into the ministry, go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Send it to Cash App, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry. My God, oh my God, if God is speaking to you today, go ahead and plant a seed in the ministry. I love y'all so much. My God, I love you. But more than anything, God loves you. Get, don't reduce yourself. Don't reduce yourself. No more reduction. <laughs> reduction only, only, only for a sauce. Only for a sauce. Let the love of God, may the love of God surround you today. May you be encompassed in your word. May this word be planted in your heart. Do not let this word, Holy Spirit, fall on deaf ears. Talk to them. Remind them. Stir up the gift. Y'all go be great today. Go be loved today. I'll see y'all in the morning. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.